This is Anita Splitlow. I'm reporting from QSO West. And part of what I'm doing right now is helping other people uh, get their voice out and voice heard through uh, podcasting workshops. And when I went to the one at University of Victoria, and today is the 6th of October, I met Mar Margo McLaughlin. Is that, am I saying your name correctly? You are, yes. Oh, good, good. So, Margo, you, uh, you know, I bump into QSO and VSO alumni in the strangest places, and here you are. Um, tell me, what year did you serve? I was in West Africa, in Nigeria, from 1982 to 1983. You know, our premier uh, served in West in Nigeria in 1973. Mm. So, 1982 to 1983, yes. one year assignment. And was it with QSO or with VSO? With QSO. With QSO. Now, didn't I hear that you were an American, or that you, know, you work with an American NGO? Yes. Oh, you'll have to tell me about that in a bit. 1982, Nigeria. Uh, where were you living before you went to Nigeria? I was just finishing my undergraduate degree at McGill University, so I was living in Montreal. Oh, okay. Yeah. And how did you hear about QSO? Well, I was walking through the arts building, and I saw a poster on the wall that said, Urgently Needed English Teachers, QSO, Nigeria. And it was April, and I thought, okay. And by August, I was in Ottawa for my orientation, wow. and off I went. And you, did you go alone? Uh, well, there were about 60 of us that year, 60 Canadians. 60 Canadians. Have you kept in touch with them? Yes, actually just visited old dear friends in Toronto a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you know, we're going to be celebrating our 50th, so I'll, I'll send you an email and, and get you to contact all of them to make sure that they're in our software, because when QSO and VSO merged, we had some challenges with our software, so I want to make sure everybody's on there. But what an interesting group of friends that must be. Amazing. Yeah, I bet they're... So, you taught English. Were you, did you study English at, at, at McGill? Yes, I had a focus on theater, yeah. children's literature, film, and it was sort of under the Department of English. Okay, and now I understand you're a storyteller. Yes. You know, I think a lot of people have no idea what a storyteller is or what they do, and so I'm hoping we can talk a bit about that. But when you came, went to Nigeria, Oral history and stories, how important is that to that community? Oh, extremely important, I would say. The, the way that values are passed on in the community is through story. In fact, one of the assignments I gave my students at the science college where I worked was to write one of the folk tales they knew from their own villages. And not one of them hesitated, they all had stories about rabbits and yeah. hair and Good. stories that we, we would think of as kinds of stories we read in collections of folk tales, but they all knew them from having heard them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in, in that experience, one year, did you live um, in, in, uh, with the local community or were you separated from them? I was at a boarding school for boys. Oh, okay. So the boys were living on the 
grounds of the school in dormitories, and I had a little house, and the village was only a few steps away. So the village was right there, and we went into village, into the village to the market two or three times a week. And what was the name of the boarding school? Do you remember? It was the Government Science College, ISOM, I Z O M. I Z O M. Government College. No, Government Science College. Science College, yeah. Is Wonderful. Um, how old are these boys there? It was uh, considered to be um, a high school. Okay. So they're in their teens. Yeah. So 13 to actually, there were some who were 20. Yeah. So some were 20, and and. Um, but all these people have just poured out this uh, podcasting workshop, so we'll just uh, give it a moment and. Uh, so, oh, they stopped talking. Great, we can continue on with our podcast. Thank you. So here we are, and it's sorry for the distraction there, Margot. But you're in this school. You're in this. Um, yeah, and there are young people there. Have you ever been back? I haven't been to Nigeria, but I've been back to Africa, to Zambia, and to Zimbabwe. And what were you doing there? Uh, well, I went to visit my brother in Zambia. He and his family were there for a year, two years actually. And then I traveled by train through Zimbabwe, actually. Mm-hmm. Once you've been in Africa, um, when you come back and your experience in Africa, um, Tell me something. Has it? Did it change you in any way? Oh, tremendously! It was life-changing being there, just mm-hmm. to become aware of how, how our own culture is so felt, so focused on surface, yeah, appearances and what you own and you know what your sort of external makeup is. In Africa, I found people very immediate. They asked you, you know, what is your name? Where are you from? What is your religion? And I just found people direct and warm. Direct and warm. We can't ever forget that, can we? No, we can't. And it's wonderful to include that in our lives today. And I was wondering if you could do me a little favor and think back of a story that you might remember or want to tell me about life-changing experiences, or Africa, or any such subject? Well, let's see. I, uh, I had a student who was being bullied by an older student. And it was interesting, because the school system was modeled very much on the British public school setup. So older students who were Form 5 felt perfectly legitimate in bullying younger students. So one day I was in the library and I heard this wailing sound, weeping and wailing, and I went out and this older student had gotten a younger one to go down to the river and bring him his supply of water. But he wanted the younger student to drink the water to prove that he hadn't pissed in it. And the younger one wouldn't drink it. And so I was called upon, or I felt called upon, to see if I could help resolve the dispute. And I asked the younger student if he had indeed pissed in the water. And he said, no, Ma, but I'm not going to drink it. 
I refuse to drink it. He is a bully. And I said, well, then, will it be safe for me to drink it? And he said, yes, Maya, the water is good. So I drank some of the water. And it was fine. I mean, it, it was resolved, but it was, to me, it was just an example of how Africa had imported some of the hmm. ideas of what education is and what the education structure needs to look like that maybe not all that helpful. So this was one example of that. And there were other times when hmm. the discipline system in the school um, really disturbed me, the, the habit of beating the students in uh, assemblies. Yeah, but I, w I know that probably the most education I gave them was simply by being there, by being an English-speaking person from North America who showed up on time for class. And I don't know if I particularly taught them anything, but I was definitely an anomaly, a, something exotic from the Western Hemisphere. But I think when you think about the political systems in each of these countries and the challenges with poverty, really social justice is the basis of any kind of change where citizens have a s sense of self. And uh, your story actually is quite overwhelming for me because I think, if anything, two, two people experience your form of social justice where one person got to speak up and say he's a bully mm. and for you to help try and resolve it without this person being put through all this pain and the bully actually seeing that you were a witness to his bullying. Yes, yes. That's really quite amazing. So I'm going to tell you that we're going to be having a gathering on December the 9th. And I'd love you to join us. And I'd love you to tell us a story from the field um, and share it with us uh, on that night. Uh, it's the uh, International, it's the United Nations Day of the International Volunteer. Mm. And it honors people like you that serve for a year and, and any time overseas. So. I'm so glad that I hope that you'll be doing your own podcast. We look forward to your own stories. And uh, thank you for reconnecting. Thank you so much, Mita. Our pleasure.